Hello, fellow collectivists, and welcome to the Sonic Collective's pick for July 2020. I'm Scott Gregory. Joining me, as always, are Darren Scott, Alan Dupuis, Howdy. and our overseas amigo, Scott Coates. Aloha. It was my turn to pick this month, uh, and it's Lauren Hill's 1998 album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and it's going to wrap up our rap hip-hop theme that we've had going on. Coming last, I usually try to intentionally pick something between the cracks of what's come before. And while this was a debut solo album, Lauren had made several excellent albums previously with the Fugees. Um, so I had great expectations coming in. Uh, 1998 is leaving what was considered that golden age of rap I mentioned at the start of the month. So I was curious which direction this album would lean. Uh, would it be a throwback to the last couple of decades or a clear start to something new? So to start, I'm going to throw it over to our resident musical historian, Darren, who, on top of his thoughts, never fails to dig up things I had no clue about regarding the albums. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, I really love this album. I remember it very well. Uh, this is right in my wheelhouse, I would like to say. Um, I think at the time I had come back, I, I loved artists like Charday. I still have a crush on Charday. I've talked about her many times, and even now. Right after this, I'm going to go look at more pictures of Charday. Right, uh, but that's between me and my private time. Anyway, I'm, I'm wandering, but at the same time, Tribe Called Quest, who we've already reviewed here, Scott Coates picked them in the first round, so go listen to that one. But uh, uh, same kind of vibe, Mary J. Blige, I remember, and and to me, oh, and I, obviously, I love the Fugees. Like I knew who she was. Uh, I really loved that band. That was uh, Wyclef Jean, but Praz Michel. I don't know how you say that. Is there's somebody in Canada? Praz Michel. Uh, Anyway, love those bands. So when she released this album, I mean, it had so many good songs. Like for me, I love songs like X Factor, you know, the doo-wop song and uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, everybody knows, but Forgive Them Father, Everything is Everything. Uh, there's just tons of hits. It just, it's well-organized. It's a journey. And we've talked about that, that really that we're losing the art of the album now. It's all singles. Uh, this is something that was put together in order, meant to make sense uh, to the listener and be listened to in that order uh, of tracks. It's quite long. We've talked about that at an hour and 17 minutes, 77 minutes, which is uh, a long one. But there's a lot of, I guess, spoken word skits uh, in between. So I found it uh, really interesting. But anyway, uh, I feel like I'm rambling on a bit. So I'm just going to kick it over to Alan Dupuis. What did, what did you think of it? Alan, what were your initial thoughts? I somewhat remember this album coming out. It came out in 98, and that was kind of around the time I was really sort of starting to discover music. And that was, of course, back in the day when Much Music, uh, which is the Canadian version of MTV for all of you international fans out there, much music used to play music videos, and that seems like a lost art these days. <laughs> so most of the uh, the singles that received uh, radio play were familiar to me, but it had been a hot minute since I'd uh, actually heard any of them. So it was nice to go back and kind of listen to the album with a reviewer's lens on it. And overall, uh, I thought it was really good. It kind of, I don't know, this might be a polarizing comment. To me, it didn't have, not every track had the late 90s, sound uh production style that i think was reminiscent of that era so i think there are some tracks that actually hold up pretty well even however many years on so that's that's something i thought was actually really interesting about this i could have done without the interludes the the speech mm -hmm. parts at the end of the tracks but i know that uh lauren hill was trying to convey a bit of a concept with this album it was 
it has some pretty religious undertones and uh, there's also subtext about love, the concept of love, what love is. And it's almost like a trip for her, it felt like, like a, a reminiscing in a sense uh, as you kind of make your way through the tracks. And some of that reminiscing actually comes to the forefront uh, that the one song, Every Ghetto, Every City, that's a great tune, I thought. And when you listen to the lyrics, she's basically just waxing poetic about the good old days. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe I got conceptually from the whole album. And Alan, just just, just to jump in in one sec, I, I think, and maybe you caught this, but just to uh, interject that really uh, a bunch of the songs were about her breakup with the Fugees. And then she was basically, Wyclef Jean was her partner as well. And then I know that uh, I Used to Love Him is completely about Wyclef Jean. So she said that. So there's... It was bit, uh, written about a lot of her time with the Fujis and all the stuff they went through, and I guess that relationship was quite uh, destructive with uh, between them. So, yeah, yeah, you're bang on. For sure. And the fact that she was struggling with uh, bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. and I don't actually know if she was properly diagnosed at the time of this album coming out, because I know she was, she was taking some heat in the press for some erratic behavior, you know, kind of following the release of this album. And I think that was obviously back in the day before mental illness was really something that people openly discussed. So, you know, I kind of wonder, and maybe I'll go back and listen to it again and see if I can find more hints of uh, any sort of erratic thought processes going on in the lyrics. But yeah, I mean, it's just definitely charged with, uh, with emotion from her. And you can tell by how passionately she sings. I mean, God, the vocal talents on this woman are not to be understated. Particularly, I found them really strong in the song X Factor. Mm-hmm. Is is that the one that was about Wyclef? No. Uh, no, I used to love him. Right. But you never know. That one might have also been. But anyway, the just the dynamic range she's got and the little nuances she would do with like just playing with notes and stuff, it, it kind of had a jazz vibe to me. Uh, pure mastery over her instrument. So huge thumbs up for me. I think that was probably what I appreciated the most out of this entire album was her ability to sing and just hit note after note after note and make such a beautiful sound. Anyway, I'm starting to ramble now. So let's throw it over to Scott Coates. Yeah, I was a DJ at the Fox and Firkin, which used to be on something called Electric mm-hmm. Avenue in Calgary. And I remember playing the doo-wop song and probably everything is everything. And also Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. And, you know, I don't think I ever listened to this album back then. And I got to say, like, it's pretty damn good. It's good to remember what singing sounds like. Like, there's no auto-tune at work here, I don't think. Just nice, smooth vocals. Mm. And while listening to it, it really reminded me of two artists who came not long after her. Jill Scott, who I really like, I think out of Philadelphia, and then Amy Winehouse even a bit. And this album really could have been released any time, like 22 years ago as it was, or last year. I found it really kind of nice how she can rap real well, but also sing very, very well, right? Which you don't get these mm-hmm. days. Like if you've gone online and seen Kanye West or Jay-Z or some rappers try and sing a song, oh my God. It's a really nice blend of rapping and and great, strong vocals. And it reminded me a bit of how much music has really changed and to me gotten worse in the last 20 years. I mean, this yearns to a day when there was soul, funk, R&B and real musical style. And as I'm always going on about, and I think Alan mentioned is like, it's an album, you know, like it kind of starts out with an opening. I agree. I think whenever they throw in this, this talking and stuff, like 
beyond the first listen do you really need it but and then right through to the the last track it kind of slows down and eases you out um so i thought as a package well i usually say that over 40 minutes is too long like hour and 17 it it was it was still real nice i found it interesting that to zion which carlos santana guested on uh came one year before his big supernatural album where he had all kinds of people guest on it so i'm guessing that Maybe he was even recording Supernatural and um, Lauren Hill and him collaborated. So that was kind of cool. Um, I mean, the big standout singles are, are super funky. I like the 70s guitar on Evro Ghetto, Every City. Um, it was kind of neat to have a cover. Can't take my eyes off of you. But I wonder why she threw a cover on if she had so like a, a, a full album and then some of, of really great songs. But it's it, it's a good song. And again, this is really to me a classic example of an album where the songs work better together in their order. Even though it's an hour and 17, there's not a there's not a dud on here. And this album to me is is one that you can listen to laying on the couch, cooking food, having people over for drinks or even in the club. Some of the songs, you know, Um it's too bad she never had a follow-up, which just makes you realize maybe, I mean, artists are artists. Maybe she was out of gas. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised and really impressed by this. How about over to you, Scott, the man who picked it? Yeah, so uh, I agree with a lot of what you guys have already said. I'm with Scott on just her ability coming through and both being able to rap and sing. Uh, she opens with Lost Ones, and, and it just came in really hard, clearly establishing that she can rap. Uh, and then she follows up with X Factor that shows her singing chops and and that she's the real deal in, in both categories, right? The rap and the soul side of things. And that's where I eventually kind of figured out the truth that this isn't actually even a rap album or a soul album. It's a Lauren Hill album right there's only a, a couple of those artists that were out there uh like an erica badu or someone like that see i'm even i'm even stuck trying to think of, of a bunch of other ones who's the new york new york lady again or this is new york alicia keys alicia keys thank you i'm off my game yeah but this is the only lauren hill album and i don't know if we will see one again because this was so intense i don't know how she'd be able to match it doo-wop is probably the most popular song off the album um and i think it's because it represents that perfect synthesis between the rap and the the singing and it's an empowerment anthem that targets both women and men in turn uh and to top it off it's just great it's catchy there's a great bass line to it piano is layered in really well as well as the uh the vocals and the backing vocals too i enjoyed final hour is just a more traditional rap song showing her chops in there again and uh yeah, it even had some flute in it. So shout out to, uh, to Gil Scott Heron, one of our previous picks. I don't know why, but I was a little disappointed by the Mary J. Blige collaboration. You know, they're, they're really both talented artists and they're riffing back and forth, but I kind of wanted something more. They're, they're two really incredible powerhouses, but this didn't feel like something that was bigger than the sum of their individual talents. It felt like it could have been sung by either one of them, not that it was something that they had created that accented like their individuality that they were bringing to it. I did like the uh, D'Angelo collaboration. I think that has a nicer feel to it, maybe because it, it's more of a back and forth kind of romantic album uh, as opposed to just riffing off of each other. So uh, hooray for slow jams. I'm with Alan as far as every ghetto, every city. You know, like I really like those biographical tracks uh, that they just give you a glimpse into the artist's soul if they, they let you. And Lauren definitely puts it all out there for this entire album. 
and especially on this track. It's her own life experiences in her own words. And I think, I mean, I'm definitely not her target audience, but in a way I am, right? Because I've shared that human condition with her. And while it might not speak as strongly to me, I still feel it. And I can only imagine within her own community how much more that that chord strikes. John Legend was a collaborator too there. Oh, was he? I didn't notice that. Album. Yeah, before he really got big, nobody knew who he was. They, uh, there was a lawsuit, sorry mm. to interject here. There was a lawsuit apparently because there were a bunch of artists that kind of contributed to this, but the label was kind of interested in just putting Lauren Hill on the pedestal. So they didn't they didn't really necessarily credit all of the writers and producers and artists who came in to help. Yeah, like the whole backing band that was on it, right? Yeah. A lot of them a lot of them weren't officially credited. Yeah, and they settled out of court for like a couple of million dollars or something like that. So Yeah. Must have been something to it, or she just wanted it done with. I don't know. I like the way that the album ended off. Like Tell Him is a nice slow jam to just cool things off and let you ease out of the album. And and overall I really enjoyed it. I like the pacing, the moving up and down in the tempo between the tracks, the intensity of the material, how she played with that too. And you could just see her personal investment both emotionally and professionally on the entire thing it's crazy polished without feeling like there's been any compromise up the line to like producers or record executives i think darren you were saying before that uh, it won like five grammys out of ten nominated just Mm -hmm. very heavily celebrated when it came out and yeah well i i draw a distinction between listening to an album and, and having it on i've really enjoyed actually listening to it and getting deep into the lyrics a bunch of times and i could really see having it on all the time like scott said you know if i'm just sitting there and i'm hooking away or something like that i could i could really enjoy having this just going on in the background at different levels of attention a plus plus would listen again and on that note i guess the review or the numbers we'll go back through in same order i guess so mr scott Sure. Um, and I just wanted to add uh, something. Uh, the name, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, uh, was actually a conscious decision. It was named after a book called The Miseducation of the Negro by Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Um, and it was a book about really the uh, educational system in America. In 1933, this book was written and about how uh, the black people were being indoctrinated into the United States versus being taught about proper history and their history or anything like that. And um, so very powerful book, especially the black community, which with all the Black Lives Matter movement going on now, very topical, but she was uh, obviously very politically aware as well. Love this album. I, I you know, it was, again, I've said in my, in my wheelhouse, but I'm gonna give this an, uh, you know, influence me. It, it very much did. I, it was right in, I love where it was going. I'm gonna give that a 4.5. Uh, would I recommend it? Definitely, I think, uh, almost any genre this is one you just say no listen to this album if you don't know anything about hip-hop this is one of the ones you listen to i give that a five and that's going to bring me in overall and it would go at a 4.5 just a fantastic album and just a, a an icon in in hip-hop and uh you know rap so uh lauren hill good job and i don't you know i heard a lot about bipolar and some of her crazy history i think you know a lot of the story was too she just she wanted to have children she did young and just wanted to be a mother left music and she just left me wanting more so couldn't love this artist more Sounds good. I think I'm up. I thought this album overall was pretty good. I'm going to I'm going to diverge a little bit from Scott Gregory's assessment there. I actually didn't really enjoy any of the tracks that featured guest artists on the album. I thought that uh, Lauren Hill's original or I guess solo work were the better tracks. And that's just my opinion. Uh, some of the standout tracks for me were obviously I mentioned every ghetto, every city earlier. But I also really liked Final Hour. That is 
just a straight up gangster rap track. It was it was really cool. And then the Can't Take My Eyes Off You, which was a cover. And actually back in the day when CDs were a thing, that track appeared as, as a hidden track. That was something that they used to do. Uh, I liked the original song. I really liked Lauren's take on that song. I thought it didn't detract from the spirit of the original. It just kind of added her own flair to it. So anyway, uh, as far as scores go, I would say it probably influenced me. I'm at a three. Um, I was pretty young when this album came out, and I was far more interested in grunge and post-grunge at the time, so it didn't didn't really have a huge impact on me, uh, aside from seeing it in the Much Music rotation. But going back to it as an old-ass man, I would definitely Mm -hmm. recommend it. Uh, That would be a number four for me. Overall, I think, uh, just in general, I'd give it a four, actually. I think... Uh, I think people should listen to this, especially if you like hip hop, if you like soul, if you like talented vocals and just taking a trip down memory lane back to the uh, the late 90s. I think this is an album that you can't miss. Apparently, the Library of Congress thought so, too, because this album was actually added to the Library of Congress's uh, National Recording Registry. That's a huge accolade right there. Scott Coates? Yeah, very close to what you guys all said. Uh, Influence, I'll only give it three, and mostly because of now. Um, I'm going to actually go and listen to the Fuji's whole album, because I think I'd only heard two songs off of that as a DJ at the time. But uh, so, yeah, it's influenced me now. At the time, probably not so much. I don't remember it influencing me. Recommend, I'll give it a five. I think it really blends soul, R&B, rap, hip-hop, so many things together real, real well that I would absolutely recommend this. So full five. Overall, I'll give it a 4.5. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. And it's one I'm actually going to probably continue listening to which doesn't often happen on the Sonic Collective because I'm kind of tired of stuff by the end, but uh, I'll keep listening. So so a 4.5. Over to you, Mr. Gregory. Yeah, I uh, we're pretty much going to match in scores here because for me at the time, even though I was a big Fuji's fan, uh, that didn't translate into following Lauren Hill beyond the singles in the moment. So uh, I'll give that a three as well too because i was yeah i was the same if i saw it on much music or if it was on the radio uh i listened to it if i didn't i didn't oh but recommend 100 percent five out of five it it's just such an artistic venture that's polished to perfection and she never made another album after this so there, there's nothing to pick from uh, unless you go back to her Fuji's time, which sounds nothing like this. So 100% recommend you listen to this. It it shapes the generation that comes after it. Uh, and overall, I'm going to give it a five because even though it influenced me in the time, it's definitely knocking my socks off now. And uh, I think I can't think of many albums that I would pick over it. To me, it's like a definitely a top 10 hip-hop rap album of all time i would say i feel comfortable saying that so five out of five for for overall on this for me nice one scott and this wraps up our uh, four of us each picking a rap hip-hop kind of album uh and we are i believe going to double albums next will be the next category double albums and that'll be darren's pick which will be up real soon so thanks scott for the great pick thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back with a new album and a new review very soon here on the sonic collective and let me just add one more quote scott because this was lauren hills when she won her fifth grammy after 10 nominations she got up on the stage and she said this is crazy this is hip-hop 
And that was really one of the biggest introductions of the massive, powerful force that hip hop would become. Mm -hmm.